Welcome to Market Week in Review for the week ending May 28th, 2021. I'm Brian Yadow, and I'm joined today by Russell Investments Senior Quantitative Research Analyst, Abraham Robeson. Abraham, good morning and pleasure to have you today. Good morning, Warren. Let's let's jump right in. We have a we, we had a fresh release of macroeconomic data this week. We'll focus on the most notable data points, what it means for investors, and and we'll finish with a check on the markets. So let's start in the U.S. We got some clarity on employment data, inflation, and some news on the U.S. Federal Reserve's uh, current thinking. So what stood out to you this week? Yeah, this week we got some data on inflation and jobs. U.S. jobless claims came in at 406k uh, jobless claims, which is the lowest uh, for the expansion. It's wild to think that uh, over a year ago, we were at a high of about 6 million. So the U.S. economy has come a long way since then to be down to 406k. Uh, uh, the personal consumption expenditures, or PCE, which is an inflation measure, was at 3.1%, which is higher than the Fed's target, but it's expected and it was uh, seen in previous data releases. So uh, we see, uh, as far as the dual mandate is concerned, we're not at full employment yet, and we are uh, have slight inflation, but it is expected to be transitory. So we'd expect the Fed to continue this accommodative policy until at least the end of the year. And on Tuesday, there was an interview with Fed Governor Clarida, and he repeated dovish comments reinforcing this idea. Uh, the Fed is much more likely to want to overshoot inflation than risk a disinflationary scenario like Japan. Now, we also did have some additional data on the second estimate for first quarter GDP uh, and some data on consumer confidence. Any uh, comments or thoughts on those data points and and what should investors be thinking about? So there were a few other positive data points for the U.S. Uh, uh, GDP, it was a second release. So we got a confirm, uh, confirming number that annualized growth of 6.4%. Uh, it wasn't surprising, but it was a good number to see. Uh, core durable goods orders came in strong at 2.3%. And uh, consumer confidence has been positive. And this month, it stayed stable of, uh, with a similar number. Uh, before we move to wrap up with a review on the market, any any economic data points for investors outside of the U.S. that we should consider? Uh, this week, the German IFO survey came out, which is which it measures business climate in Germany. It was over 99, which is the highest number it's been in two years. Uh, it's an important survey because it's more frequently read than GDP, and it's helpful for predicting turning points. Uh, so a positive outcome for a timely indicator for a a country with the largest GDP in Europe, uh, is good news for Europe. Well, let's wrap up with a review on financial markets. How did they react this week? And should investors be thinking about anything for next week? Yeah, markets didn't see much action this week. Uh, equities remain strong. Uh, it was up about a percent this week. Uh, bond yields have been range bound. Uh, commodities had a little bit of an increase this week. Uh, the trend has been steadily upward. Uh, we might be seeing some of the first signs of this transitory inflation with lumber prices, chip prices, uh, iron ore prices uh, came off a little bit. Uh, I'm I'm sure investors are mostly waiting for next week's uh, U.S. payrolls number, which it came in last week at a, or last time at a disappointing number. Uh, so it'll be a big watch point for markets next week. Great. Well, we'll look forward to that number next week. But that's all the time we have for this week. So as always, Abraham, thank you for your insights. Yep. Thank you, Brian. And for our viewers and listeners out there, thank you for joining us. We'll see you next time on Market Week in Review.